All right, church. Well, let's go ahead and grab our Bibles. Grab our Bibles. I would love if you would turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, grateful for a time where we will talk about Laodicea next week. And so uh, just be ready for that. I know some of y'all are uh, find that intense text. But we're going to go to 1 Corinthians. One of the things that the Lord has kind of been doing in my life is helping me to understand a little bit more of like what the church is called to be and how we're actually called to minister to one another. And so as we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to read verse 7 because he says this about the church. Here's what Paul writes about the church. He says, therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for, the, for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. I'm going to read that one more time. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Now, as I come to the text, my proclivity is to begin to say, okay, who doesn't lack any spiritual gift? I think that oftentimes what I've seen from the church is that the pastor lacks no spiritual gift uh, to build the church up until the time that Christ comes back and then we all will find the fullness of who Christ is, right? That's kind of the idea is like the pastor does it and then uh, the church, you know, we just kind of show up and we help out kind of here and there, you know, like we'll do these things, like the little things and we'll like do that and we'll do little things here and there. But like, you know, the pastor who's up there, he will do the work and so he's lacking no spiritual gift. But as we come to the context and we look at who Paul is talking to, he's talking to the church in Corinth. And so what that means is that the church in Corinth is is only built up to the fullness of who God has called them to be only in so far as every person in the church shows up and says, what is the spiritual gift that God has given me to give to the church? And only in that point does the church get built up to the fullness of who God has called the church to be. What that means is we need every single person in the church who has been gifted with the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to show up and to say, how how can I serve with the gifts that God has given me? Now, sometimes what that ends up happening um, is that sometimes we're like, cool, uh, you're a warm body and uh, you look a little bit better than a doorstop. So why don't you go ahead, like stand out by the door and we'll call that like, that's your, that's your spiritual gift is like, you know, warm body. Like they're welcome. Thank you. Uh, but the idea behind this is not simply that we put warm bodies in places. We don't need that. We can get a doorstop that doesn't take any days off that will hold the door open. You know, like he's never like sick, he never calls in late. He's just always there, you know, very faithful. And so we don't need that in the church. What we need in the church is for every person to utilize the gifts of the Spirit so that the fullness of the body of Christ might be built up. Is that not what Paul later says to this church of Corinth that in all honesty is a hot mess? Like you look through the dumpster fire of churches and you think like, where is the jacked up, messed up church? Go to the church in Corinth. Like there's a lot of weird stuff happening in there that he writes throughout his letter. I encourage you throughout this week to go back and say, what does the church look like? You know, and you'll see <laughs> messy um, but in the midst of all of the messiness in the midst of all of the sin that is happening in the church there's still this encouragement that they lack no spiritual gift and then he says this in chapter 12 now concerning spiritual gifts brothers and sisters I do not want you to be unaware you know that when you were pagans you used to be enticed and led astray by mute idols 
Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person. Oh, if we could highlight this, circle it, for the common good. It doesn't say the spiritual gift is given to each person so they can keep it to themselves. It doesn't say the spiritual gift is given to each person so that we can learn to prosper between us and our relationship with God because it's just this and not this. It says every spiritual gift is given for the common good. That means that every person who shows up receives of one another's spiritual gift, and we are built up by that gift for the common good of our body of believers. And so he says, to one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, to another a message of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. One in the same spirit is active in all of these distributing to each person as he wills. Now, if we were to kind of like um, take a little snapshot and go like chink, chink for like the American church and sometimes like what we experience, if we were to write like the, a letter of what the American church looks like, it would be now to each one is given a seat to sit in. And in that seat, you can sit in and you can face forward and people who have beautiful ability to sing, then they will sing. And people who are able to preach, they will preach. But everybody else, you simply come in and you receive from the gifts of the people that you are sitting facing forward and receiving from them. And that would be like, like that if that was in scripture. But instead, he says, for everyone is given for the common good. And so we see this idea that when we come together later in verse, uh, in chapter 14, verse 26, here's what he says. What then, brothers and sisters, whenever you come together, each one, one person, the guy who like gets paid to study the Bible throughout the week, each one has a hymn, a teaching, a revelation, another tongue or interpretation, and everything is to be done for building up. Now, if we were to kind of like strip away all the things that we thought we knew about church, if we were to kind of say, all right, if we were to start from square one and just come to scripture and say, what does the Bible say the church ought to look like? Then we would be confronted with this idea that we are all called to show up on Sunday morning, ready to go. We're like, listen, I've been, I've been prayed up throughout this week. I have a gift. I have a hymn. I have a word. I have an encouragement. I have a prayer. I have something to give. I have some way that I am showing up by the Holy Spirit to offer something for the common good of every single person who shows up this weekend because this is for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. And that means that there are going to be times where somebody interrupts in the middle of a service and says, I have a word. And we say, thank you for the word. And we will make sure that uh, our kind of ad hoc group of elders is able to kind of process that word with you beforehand and then you'll be able to give it if there's a word of prayer that you want to come and give to our congregation that each one of us shows up with a gift to bring to the body of believers can i tell you right now the beauty of the body of christ is that you get to show up and that you by the working of the holy spirit have a gift to give to the church that when you show up we are being built up to the fullness of jesus christ that it's each one of us does not show up with our gift that our body will be lacking the beauty of how God is calling us to live together. The church 
is not called to be a place where we come in and we say, what can I get? Now, there is a beauty to that because in my relationship with my wife, I don't show up every day saying, listen, I'm a little burned out. Like, I just need you to serve me for a little bit. You know, like I need you to do the dishes. I need you to cook for me. I need you to take care of the kids. I need a little bit of me time because I'm a little like, you know, there's a lot going on. No, in a relationship with your spouse, you show up. And even if you don't feel like it, even if it feels overwhelming, even if you're not sure, you show up and you say, how can I? I serve. And so it is with the body of Christ that we show up and we say, yes, it's been a hard week. Yes, I'm overwhelmed. Yes, I'm not sure the next decision to make. Yes, it feels like I'm not sure what to do. But in that, I still show up and I say, how can I serve and love somebody else? And so I just want to encourage us today because we've heard a message from Nick. And I want to take a moment and just kind of open up the floor. Can we do that? Can we do like a little open time of sharing? And what I would love to do is that uh, here's what Scripture says one more time. He says, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or interpretation, and everything must be done so that the church may be built up. And so we speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. We come together to encourage and build one another up. And so I want to leave a little bit of a moment here for anybody who has either a message of encouragement for our church or would like to pray over our church or feels like the Lord has laid something on their heart, maybe something they're celebrating that they want to share and just recognize the Lord did this. And that's like a really big deal that I want to open up an opportunity. I know that none of y'all came prepared, like ready with your note cards, but that's okay. That's okay. We're among friends. And so I'd love to open up an opportunity that if anybody has something that God has placed on their heart for us to be able to share that with the body of believers. And so we're just going to take a few minutes. I'm going to leave an empty mic up here, and either we're all going to face forward and just uh, shudder through the next uh, seven minutes, or some people will share a word that the Lord has placed on their heart. Having been someone who has extended that invitation, I'm always really quick to step up because I know how uncomfortable it can be to extend that invitation and then have no one respond. And you're like, wow, what do we do now, God? But when we were singing the song about Jesus, um, and Ellie did a really good job when she kind of talked about he's our redeemer. But what, as I was sitting there, the thing that was coming to me, which I think about a lot, he is the author and the finisher of my faith. He is my redeemer. He is the rock that I stand on. He is my firm foundation. He is my creator. He is the one who starts and finishes my faith walk. And I would just encourage us that as we step into worship, that we don't just sing the songs that are on there, but that we let the Holy Spirit begin to move in us and just free flow what the Holy Spirit has put on our heart because we can exalt him and lift him up in our own words with the music playing in the background. And so I just, I just want to encourage you to really this week think about what is God to me? Who is the Holy Spirit to me? Who is Jesus to me? And then begin to put words to that because you will be built up and edified in your faith and you will be stronger for that. And so I just encourage you to do that. Next, who would like to go? Who would like to go? Yes. Uh, I'm really nervous, sorry. Um, <laughs> I never speak in front of people. Um, but when Nick was talking about being generous, um, 
he was talking about the money aspect, and while that is really, really important, I want to touch on um, time. When we think of generosity, we think of giving things. And when you say spending time with someone, you spend it. It has a cost. So whether it's your husband, your wife, your kids, that weird cousin that you haven't talked to in five years, <laughs> that time that you spend with them is worth a lot. Whether you spend time just talking to them, comforting them, or getting to know them, or knowing their relationship with God, um, sorry, um, it really just helps you build connections with people and helps you understand their connection with God. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Now next, because I need to sit down. Good morning. I'm with Nick. I like to spend a lot. <laughs> Um, but we are moving in a pot, in a better direction. Um, couple of just a couple of things um, in relation to you know who we are, and um, one of the first things in First Peter it says, uh, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation." a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence of him who has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. And I think the beauty of that passage is, is that it includes every one of us. Um, I get where Matt's coming from. Been there. Preach that sermon. And it's like, you know, the... I don't know why, but it's never made a great deal of sense to me that there is some sort of holier-than-thou division between the guy or the gal who stands up here and the rest of us who sit back there. It's like we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and all of us are called to engage in the work of making disciples. Not so much converts, but to make disciples. So, and the second thing that I just wanted to share, I've forgotten and when I started this, it was like, what was it, what was it? What? So, anyway, one of the things that I have enjoyed over the years has been somewhat delving into the connections between our Hebrew roots and who we are today. And um, I really love the name that Jesus was given in his family and it's pronounced Yahshua. And there is another Yahshua. We kind of know him as Yahshua. Oh, man, my, my brain just isn't working. But Yahshua was the one who stepped in as Moses left. And he's the one who led Israel across the Jordan River into the promised land. And the new Yahshua leads us out of our own bondage to ourself and everything else that is in the world into a promised land that we can have, we can live richly in the truth of the new Yahshua. 
who we know as Jesus. And um, it's a cool deal. So, anyway, there we go. I'm done. Uh-oh, round two. <laughs> okay, um, I have one, only one thing to say, and it's um, the Bible says that there's no greater love than laying your life down for your friend, and uh, I was supposed to be in toddlers, and um, I, love, I, I love serving in children's ministry, and I'm so bad at it, and every week I get, like, stressed out going into it, and for my wife to lay down her life for me and to do that for me so I get to be in here to experience this is, that's love. Um, but it's not just Deanna. It's like a whole bunch of people back there every week who do that for us. And I would invite you, if you're not a part of that, to get involved in, in that too because it's like a, a constant need. And uh, I also want to just call out Matt and Holly for doing that too because, like, not call out, like, like praise them is what I mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> because they do it, and I've been a part of a lot of churches where the pastors and leaders do not do children's ministry, right? Because they got more important things to do, and that is not how it works in this church. And I, that is so beautiful. And so I just think like, let's make sure we acknowledge uh, we acknowledge the people who weekly lay down their lives for us by serving our kids. And um, also, we should all get involved in that, too. Yeah. Hopefully, if I've, I've got through all my crying so far. Um, I'll try to keep this short, because I can get long-winded quick. Um, I followed a couple of young people from Rice Lake, Wisconsin down here. Um, my wife and I have had our journeys. We've had our struggles. Um, when we knew we were coming this direction, um, the Lord put it in my heart to follow these two. Um, uh, I don't, when it talks to generosity, when you give up your family time or you're trying to start a young family and, and you're trying to grow a church, I don't even want to tell you. I was a chair deacon at a 400 300, 400 assembled church, I had deacon, and, and I got my hands in what it took to run that church, not just financially, but the support you'd have to have to make it grow. It'll blow your mind if I could give you an hour to talk about it. Um, what I found was sad was we found ourselves struggling with the money part of it when it was the ministry we were supposed to be worried about. And to see a young lady come up here this morning who's growing in Christ tell you what time means, I, I can tell you two pastors who can tell you what time means. Yep. It, it, to them, I don't think it means anything. I th eternity. We have eternity. We have it. And when we have that in our hearts, I think the money, the general, I think that takes care of itself. I really do. Um, but in saying that, I mean, there's times we get here early in the morning at a, at a cinema. We, we, we poured things. I saw people struggling to get things into U-Hauls 
to make this ministry go stuff, music equipment falling off the back of ramps. Um, just, I'm, I'm thinking, that, talking about generosity, we're going to need somebody to give us 2500 bucks for another amp here. But, you know, so, so then people stepped up, and all of a sudden we had a trailer that was a little lower, a little easier to work. Still had to show up at 5 o'clock in the morning to get things rolling. Still had to stay till 2 o'clock to make sure it got back to the storage shed. But we did it. We moved for the Lord. That's why it's called Movement Church. You know, and, and like you said, excellent. At Lily, Rose, Daisy, whichever one you are. There, was, there, there, were people, there were people who were giving you opportunities to go to summer camps, to grow in the Lord, to learn these things. That was generosity. It, it doesn't, what does it take on your way to church in the morning to pick up five kids and bring them because their mom's working? Because they, she wants them to know the Lord. That's generosity. That's time. No more gas money. It, I was coming anyway. So if you just look in your heart, he will give you things to be generous for. And, and I, ugh, I'm going to get on a soapbox here. <laughs> if you only knew what other people were doing for you and how generous they were being to you in this church, I think you'd have a different point of view on it. So, amen. I just pray on that, Lord. Thank you. The Lord does move among us. The Spirit does move among us. And I'm so grateful to belong to this body of believers. And um, it is one of the greatest privileges of our life to be able to serve you. And so thank you. Thank you for the ways that you've demonstrated generosity and goodness and hope um, to us through many different seasons of our life. And so we're super grateful for that. Um, before I can't get through anymore, uh, would love to partake in the Lord's Supper together um, as a part of our, our final kind of call and recognizing that we all partake in one Lord, one faith, one hope, one baptism, one Jesus Christ. And so as a part of our coming forward, we recognize that there is no division between us, that the Lord has conquered every part of us that, um, that is holding out in bitterness or unforgiveness, conquered every part of us that doesn't want fellowship with somebody else because of something that they've done or someplace they've been, and, and to recognize the beauty of the Lord the beauty of the Lord dwelling among us and that we are one in Jesus Christ, which means that we bear one another's burdens, which means that we meet with one another in those moments of need and that there we see the body of Christ and there we see Christ because there we see one another. And is that not what Jesus says? That he says that he won't leave us as orphans, but he'll send the Holy Spirit. And who is the Holy Spirit gifted to but one another? And so when we say, where is God? So often I just want to say right here. <laughs> right here as we look in one another's faces and as we come up and as we partake in the Lord's Supper together, where is the Lord right here dwelling among us as we have these moments recognizing the goodness, beauty, and mercy of the Lord. Would you stand with me this morning? Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, that not one of us approaches the table of the Lord based off of our own righteousness. Not one of us approaches you based off of the good works that we have done. But Lord, every one of us approaches you based on the work of Jesus Christ, based on a righteousness that, that is not our own, based off of a generosity that we did not earn. And Lord, I pray that as we come together and as we partake in one bread, as we partake in one drink, Lord, as we partake in one spirit and one God and Father, that there, Lord, we might recognize the beauty of the unity of the body of Christ. That, Lord, here at this table, though, yes, there are different personalities and different experiences, though, yes, there are different uh, socioeconomic statuses that we belong to, though, yes, there are different histories, that, Lord, here at the feet of Jesus, we are but one people, 
that partake in one body. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless these elements. I pray, Lord, that you would change us and transform us from the inside out as we partake. And that, Lord, as we hear from one another the body and blood given for you, that there, Lord, we might recognize the beauty of the offering of Jesus Christ and recognize that we too are called to do the same to one another and to a lost, hurting, and broken world. Would you form us and shape us as we do this in Jesus' name?